Hello, I'm Rachel Clapp Miller, and I'm your podcast host for our brand new Growth Play podcast series. Thank you for joining us. We're tackling a topic that has come up recently in some of our command of the message engagements. It's this idea of enabling your contacts to sell for you within their own companies. John Kaplan is joining me to talk about enabling the internal sell. Thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here, and it's also great to kind of be here under the new kind of growth play banner. So I'm really, really looking forward to the great things to come out of that, out of these podcasts under the Growth Play banner. I think this is a timely topic for us because I think it's it's coming up all over the place for our customers. And one of the reasons why I really like this topic is we're dealing with a lot of software companies right now who are selling into organizations that have multiple points of interest inside. You know, for example, you may be selling a marketing automation software, but you need more than just the marketing contact to sign off on your purchase. So what we're finding is, is that typically in organizations that, that you're selling to, that your contact is not the only decision maker. They're not the only ones that have to rally around these decisions. And so this topic of enabling the internal sale and helping the people that you sell to enable that sale, I think is incredibly relevant. Right, because you might be selling into that marketing department, as you said, but that marketing department doesn't have the final say. They may have to get sales involved, for example. So it's not really enabling a champion because that person might have not have reached that level yet. They're interested. They might need to get others interested to move it forward. So how do you enable this conversation? Yeah, so data says that the greatest sellers in the world today are the ones that have the ability to tell a story. And we believe that the framework from Command of the Message is so good in helping people tell a story. You know, we just want to remind you, like, some, some pieces of that, the key pieces. You know, the positive business outcomes, the required capabilities, the metrics. These are the beginning of the story. We also tell people to attach to the biggest business issues of the customer. What this allows you to do is to get us really, really laser-focused on the things that matter the most to a company then utilizing things like required capabilities and metrics to tie very, very specifically to the different people inside the organization so we can pull in their point of view in the framework. And another point when you're talking about those positive business outcomes, you want to make sure that they're high level enough that they're not only important to the department that you're initially selling to or initially having a conversation with. They have business impact across the organization. Exactly. And that's the beauty of attaching to the biggest business issue. It makes it galvanizing for all who hear them. In a way, it takes the focus off of you as selling something as the seller, and it puts the focus on them being collaborative inside their own company, solving a big business issue for that company. And after you have those elements, the required capabilities, the positive business outcomes, the metrics, that first part of that story, you want to make sure that you're enabling your chief contact to have that conversation and have that conversation in a way that helps your case. How do you do that and what tips do you have for that? Yeah, I think that once you've created the story through positive business outcomes, required capabilities and metrics, you naturally earn the right to finish the story with how you do it as the selling organization, how you do it better and proof that you've done it before. Go back to other podcasts, like I think of the one, the, the Multiple Decision Maker podcast. That's a great topic to put in conjunction with this, which kind of focuses on how to help the customer internally. You know, help them identify others who need to hear and connect with the story. Your goal is to make it their story. 
the way that you do that is to encourage them to tell their story and tell it through the framework. You know, many times we have people tell us, hey, I just naturally do a recap with our slides. So I do a recap of the framework, the positive business outcomes, the required capabilities and the metric. Here's how we do it. Here's how we do it differently or better. And here's where we've done it before. And many times customers will come to us and ask us to send them that slide or that recap so they can use it internally. That's a telltale sign that they're getting ready to go tell the story from their point of view to others who need to hear it. And I'm obviously a marketing buyer, and I would say the best people that I've ever worked with, the best salespeople I've ever worked with, have enabled me to sell internally. And I know there are a lot of people out there listening, a lot of you out there who sell marketing software. And I wanted to bring up one point that I think is important, and actually I think it's important for anybody that sells software. It came up in a workshop that I was in a couple weeks ago. This particular sales team was really trying to get away from doing demos too early. They show a lot of bells and whistles. They can get people excited about the product. If you do demos, you know this. But this particular company, they were doing them too early. They were doing them before they understood the business needs. So they were missing the mark. That's really important. But the other fallout, I think, especially in this type of situation, is that when you do a demo, you do it on a screen share and you're selling to marketing. Marketing's gonna love it, but they have no tools to use internally to have the conversation, especially if they need to get buy-in from another organization like the sales organization. You as a salesperson have shown a demo and then the marketing contact has to explain it, recreate it with their words later in the meeting. We had a vendor the other day who was trying to show me a Salesforce integration for one of the software platforms that we use. She could have shown me the demo in a screen share, but instead she screen grabbed what the integration does and then she sent me the PowerPoint slides. So on the surface, that might seem a little boring and it might not have as many bells and whistles as if we had done the screen share demo. But when I had a meeting with our sales leader the next day, I was able to take those slides with me and I showed him very clearly what we wanted to do in Salesforce and now we're implementing it. If she had done that on a demo, I would have never been able to do that. We would have had a call. We would have had to get him on the demo. It would have happened three months later when his calendar freed up. It never would have happened. I love that story. And I think it's so incredibly smart by the salesperson that you were working with. And it's a classic and great example of enabling the internal sale. I love it. So what do you think is the bottom line here when we're talking about this internal sale? Yeah, I think this bottom line is that you need to tell the story not only in a way that resonates for the buyer, but help them emotionally connect to it by helping them make it their own story. When they make it their own story, they can go out and sell it to others. That's a great bottom line, John. Probably one of your best, if I do say so myself. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them, the new Growth Play podcast series on iTunes.